Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm a retired financial advisor. And I do this, I've been doing this since I, September the 11th, I believe it, no, November the 11th, uh, 2019, on a daily basis. I try to share my knowledge of the stock market. I don't do it for the 1.25 cents that Google is going to pay me for you watching this video. Uh, I, I've, I've got the money I need. I do need the engagement. I do need the activity. I lost my daughter to cancer, and so I need something in my life, and sharing my knowledge fills that need. Uh, to that end, I want to share with you that uh, I think the market is going through a correction period, and uh, it's my objective to share my knowledge and hopefully if, in fact, I'm right, you benefit from it. If, in fact, I'm wrong, you are able to see through it and uh, make your own decisions. But I wanted to go over kind of where we are and how we got there and where I am and how we got there and what I think is going to happen to the market between now and, and the end of the year and then beyond that. This whole campaign that I'm on right now started basically on September the 12th, when I did a video that basically said that uh, the title was that the stock market will drop 20% by uh, December the 31st. On the, uh, the next day, uh, I sold 20% of my holdings, basically from the big six, reducing them by um, roughly 50% to raise cash. So I'm on September 13th, I'm in cash. The video that day is that um, based around the stock market pullback and evidenced by the $2.3 trillion that Joe sh uh, sh uh, uh, basically made available by pulling out of the, the Afghan war. And then I went on a series of videos uh, from September the 20th, uh, again saying the NASDAQ was going to drop 10 to 20 percent. Um, uh, on the 22nd, how will the government react? On the 25th, China real estate crisis. On the 27th, China is bringing down the U.S. market. On the 29th, interest rates, inflation, and China will bring down the market. On the on the 30th, um, the uh, basically the that the Chinese, the second largest economy in the world, was going to implode. And, and I continued on it, and I've continued uh, to, up until yesterday when I said I sold my Tesla uh, because on uh, October the 4th, I did totally eliminate my holdings in Tesla and brought my cash position up to 25%. I'm doing this not basically to time the market, but while well, I guess I am, I'm saying it's so evident that the market is overvalued, it's overpriced, and um, then we have some issues, uh, basically the China issue and uh, the government um, disruption of are we going to get the other five trillion or aren't we? Uh, are interest rates going to go up? We, we've learned in the last couple of days that inflation will go rampant as a result of our broken supply chain, and that's just all there. So. That's why I'm doing this. So over the weekend, I thought, well, let me dig a little bit deeper and see if there's some more 
evidence that I can present to my viewers uh, that um, the, the market is overvalued. I mean, Apple and Google and Amazon and Tesla are all good stocks. Don't get me wrong. And I want to own them 10 years from now, but they're overvalued right now. And, and I think I have some evidence to show that. But I need to tell you, I'm not your financial advisor, and I need to put that in writing so that you can't sue me, and I'll be right back with you. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, so I've given you a rundown, and, and I would encourage you to just go to my uh, YouTube homepage and review the titles and review the videos that I've done since September the 12th through today. And you'll see it, there's, it, it's focused. One thing, the market's going to correct and you need to be aware of it. So this weekend, I had been showing, or in the past, I have shown you a chart where I chart the, the, the S&P 500 and I show you the increase in our national debt. And I got to thinking, um, the uh, chart views that I use has a function where I can uh, compare one stock to any other stock or one stock to an index. And I said, why don't I line, and what they do is that any date you choose, they line them up and they show you a comparison. I said, why don't I take that debt from the, the, from the national debt and line that up with the S&P. And let's go back all the way to 1945 and see how it lines up and if we can draw any conclusions from it. And again, this is all part of me learning as I'm trying to help my portfolio, position my portfolio to take advantage of what I think is going to happen and then sharing it with you. Okay, so let me take you to that chart and see if you see what I see. Okay, this is the chart I worked on this weekend. It's, it's an adaptation of something I've shown you before. But what I did was I wanted to, I have shown you the growth of the debt, but I wanted to bring it in parallel with the stock market, with the S&P 500, to see if we can draw some conclusions as to what is going to happen in the future. Can we use history? Can we use basic economics to, of supply and demand? Uh, to give us some determination of where the market is going to go. So what I did, this purple line is the trend line of uh, the national debt. In 1945, our national debt was $251 billion. And you can see I've tracked it uh, all the way up until 1980. Here, it's gone up to $800 trillion. But below it is the S&P 500. And you can see it basically tracks it along the S&P 500. So you could conclude that the, S the, the debt is funding the stock market. It moves in, in tandem up until 1990, where we've gone up to uh, 3.2 trillion, and, and the S&P kind of runs with it. Now let me slide this over so we get a better picture. So we're at uh, 1990, and then as the internet or digital revolution takes uh, uh, hold, the market gets a little crazy. In other words, it gets out of line with the movement of the national debt. So it is actually 
pushing prices up higher than the debt would indicate they are worth. And we know that in uh, 2000, we had the dot-com bubble, which is basically saying the market got overvalued relative to the amount of money that was available, and it came down substantially. At the same time, we then started increasing our debt up to 2008, and again, the market, the S&P, got out of line with the amount of money that was available to finance the, the prices of the stocks, and we had another correction. And in fact, the S&P uh, dropped below so the values of the stocks were below what the amount of money would indicate they should be at. Then we recovered, and it ran kind of parallel, got a little bit above, but then didn't really go crazy above. Although, this is interesting, when, when the market corrected because of the crisis, it came right down to what we would say would be fair value based on the amount of money available um, as indicated by national debt. And then it went crazy. And you can see the distance between the value of the stocks that are in the S&P and the amount of money that is available for those stocks uh, never got further up. It, 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 it separated dramatically. So then the question becomes, okay, if we are here, <clears throat> with the valuation of the stocks, and we are here with the amount of money that is available for those stocks, we are overvalued. So the question becomes now, is it going to go and correct to be fairly valued? <clears throat> and I'm projecting here to uh, January of uh, 2023 and projecting that potentially at this level that Joe got his $5 trillion, is the market going to separate even further and be up in the 5,000 range? Or is it going to come back closer to the 4,000 range? It's at 4,300 right now. I believe it'll come down here. And I believe it will be brought down there because of the overvaluation and again, it, it's, it's China, it's not the United States. The overvaluation of China's real estate, which I think is also reflected in the overvaluation of the U.S. real estate, and the overvaluation of the stock market. The other element is we are going to have to change the dynamic of the world economy by bringing the supply chain back to the United States. The other issue I believe that is driving the market right now is that of the coronavirus, the Delta variant, and the need to uh, revolutionize our healthcare system, and as I say, bring the supply chain back to the United States. So I guess my whole premise is here, does if this is the amount of money available, and this is the price of, of commodities, the S&P 500. Don't they have to stay in some relevant line with each other? And aren't they out of that line now? And doesn't history tell us there will be a correction? I believe it does. 
and that's how I'm going to invest. Invest, And let me then explain a little further of what I'm doing today based on what I was able to put together this weekend. Do you agree with me or you, do you disagree me? Is there a relationship to the amount of debt that our com- country uh, takes on and the value of this underlying stocks that support the economy that is financed by the government? Is there a correlation there? And I think you saw there was a direct correlation um, from 1945 to basically 1990. And then as as technology disrupted um, our economy, the stock prices got out of line with the money supply. And as it got ridiculously out of line, it always corrected. It didn't come back directly in line, so there's a there's a fudge factor, if you will, on the side of technology and valuations of companies because possibly they're foreseeing greater values in the in in the future. So so in in essence, what I'm giving as an excuse for is why they don't come back and 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 run parallel with each or on top of each other, but they should be parallel. That's my that's my conclusion, and they're not, and and they are they have gotten out of whack in the last year year and a half, and it is because there was a sudden rush of money that was scrambling for some place to go, and it went to some foolish investments. And we've learned that some of those foolish investments aren't on our shores, but the money from our shores are tied up in them. And and again, don't just limit it to uh, Ever, Evergrande and, and the other developers. The, they, we, have, we have thrown an awful lot of money towards uh, the Chinese EV and the future of the Chinese purchasing of EVs. And we have learned that the Chinese population probably isn't going to be buying those EVs because they are underwater in on their houses. And, and again, go back to the, the mindset or the understanding of what happened in our, our subprime crisis, because that's exactly what's happening on a much grander scale in, in China. I was in China in, in the uh, early, uh, the late 90s, spent a month over there, drove, drove all over the country, flew all over, went on a train, and, and I was amazed at how out in nowhere they were building the cities of the future. They, they, they really took on the phrase, we will build it and they will come. And, these, and, and, the, and the Chinese government, the Communist Party, believed it. That, that they were going to become the manufacturing hub of the world, and they had all the people they needed. They just needed to relocate those people next and, and adjacent to the factories. And as I've shown you in um, some prior videos, the cities literally took on the personalities of the products that they were making. I talked about my, my Christmas web that was made in a city in China that made nothing but toys and underwear. And then if you wanted 
shoes, if you wanted your Nike, your New Balance, your Puma shoes, you had to go to another city, but that's all they made. And so China built that since 2000. And, ba- and then one of the major things they built was our semiconductor industry. Uh, and, and again, our manufacturers are, may uh, do all, all the upfront work, Qualcomm, Texas Instruments, um, th- th- you, you know them, but they make the product over there and thus China is the hub that controls the supply chain. So we got it all out of whack. And as a re- result, my belief is we've got to correct that. The only way we can correct it is to print more money. Now, as I said, and I believe that's why we vacated Afghanistan, to give access to that $115 million a year over the next 20 years so that we could rebuild our supply chain. I believe that is why Joe needs the $5 trillion, and I honestly believe he needs more than that. And he needs to make some concessions to the companies who can correct that. And that is Apple, and that is Qualcomm, and, and Intel. I mean, don't tax them more, tax them less for bringing the jobs back to the United States so you can tax the United States workers rather than the companies. That's what China does. Can't we learn from them? Or do we just sit over there with our finger in our ear and saying, what the hell's happening? Come on, Washington, wake up. But in the same token, you as an investor need to be connecting these dots. Those lines, the S&P and the national debt can't stay that far apart. One is a money supply, the other is the value of the product that that money is financing. They can't be that far apart. There has to be some correlation. And that's what I think is going to happen. And that's why I'm at 25% cash and looking for more places to raise cash. Okay? I'm here to help you. I'm not here for the 1.25 cents that Google is going to pay me for you watching this video. I'm here to help you. I'm also here to make more money in my portfolio. So, but I need your help. I, I need your intelligence. I need your knowledge. And that's why we talk about a tribe, uh, a group of people who have jointly come together for a common good of getting rich and profiting off of the the knowledge of people like Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg, although Mark's got some problems right now, but he'll get that straightened out. Don't worry about that. Um, So that's why I'm here. Take advantage of me if you choose by learning from me, but don't take advantage of me by abusing me in the comments. And you people who do the bots, go somewhere else. We don't want you. In fact, we recognize that you are evil and you're trying to, just like a phone solicitor, trying to get into my pocket. And we recognize it and we don't like you. 
So go away and YouTube, do your job, clean that shit up, okay? All right, we're here to make money and we're approaching a huge opportunity. All right, stay with me and come visit me at our Discord. Best of us investors, I'll send you the link. Talk to you tomorrow.